Okay guys, welcome back. My name's Anita and you're listening to 100% Life. And today, I'm going to be talking about um, the sailing camp that I was at this summer. Or last summer, I guess. Yeah. Um, so basically, what kind of inspired me to do this episode today was I've been listening to Bond... Or, when listening? Am I dumb? I've been watching Bondi Rescue all day. And here's the thing. I've loved watching Bondi Rescue for several years now. I think my mom and I started watching that, like, seven years ago? Five years ago? I don't know. But I've been watching it for a while, and I don't know, recently I just started watching it again. And that's what kind of inspired today's episode. Not not that I've, like, rescued anyone or anything. Um, but I have some really cool stories from Sailing Camp. And I'm going to share them with you guys today. So basically, the whole reason why I went to Sailing Camp was, first of all, I'm Christian, so I had to, like, go to a confirmation camp anyway. And since my dad is a sailor and a captain, he was like, why not? learn how to sail here's the thing i already know i already knew how to sail before that because i sailed with my dad a bit before but i never did it like independently so he was like okay you're gonna go to the sailing camp and then after that we're gonna be able to sail together and you're gonna know what you're what you're doing basically so the sailing camp was three weeks long it was so much fun it was the best experience i've ever had it was a lot of fun well not the best but it was one of the best experiences I've ever had it was so much fun I do not regret going there at all I'm actually gonna go there this summer again and I'm gonna be there for my birthday which I don't know how happy I am about that but I'm still happy to go so I'm pretty shy and going to the sailing camp was a really a really big thing out of my comfort zone Um, But I did it anyway. First, I remember the first time I got there, I did not talk to anyone. No one in my room. I was so scared to say hi. I was so scared of judgment. But now I'm really good friends with a lot of people from that that sailing camp. So, where should I even start? So, I'll start with, like, the sailing in general. So, since I had sailed before, I caught on to like the whole um sailing pretty quickly um it didn't take me a lot of time at all and I quickly um found it to be very fun and interesting I will never remember there was this one time it was towards the end of the sailing camp we had this day sail And I really hope none of the, like, instructors from that sailing camp are listening. And I don't think they are. I don't know why. No, they wouldn't be. But we were doing this day-long sailing camp. And now, the thing is, usually people would want to have wind for that. But since it was an entire day and we would not get off of the boats for... 12 hours and these boats they were not like big luxury boats no 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 they could fit four people and four people would be like crammed um in sweden it's called a um 
tre kroners båt. I think. I'm not sure. I, I'm not exactly sure what model it is. But it's pretty small. It has uh, two sails, but the sails are pretty small as well. And um, yeah, so basically, if you wanted a lot of room, two people would be ideal. But like I said, we were four people in that boat, which was like the maximum. So we didn't want a lot of wind because that meant we had to do a lot of work. And we just wanted to chill out because we were going to be on that tiny boat for 12 hours straight. Um, so we started off in the morning, and usually how the groups would work was that I think in total we were like 40 people at that camp, and we were in like two groups basically, so we would switch out. Sometimes, um, one group had the Bible study, I guess, in the morning, and then the other group would go sailing and then they would switch in the afternoon. And then we would all have lunch together at like an island or whatever. But this particular day when we went on this day long sailing, um, the entire group went sailing. Which is why we had to put so many people in one boat. Because usually when we went sailing in just our own like groups, we would be two people or three people max. And so four people was like a lot. And so we headed off in the morning. I was, we got to choose which people we wanted to sail with that day. Usually we didn't get to do that. So I was with my um, really good friends. And we sailed off. Everything went really well. There was no wind at all. It was completely dead. Which is actually really challenging sometimes because you can't really get anywhere. And the boat just starts going into different directions where you don't want the boat to go but you learn different techniques and it, it's fine like as long as you just stay calm and know what you're doing then it's fine so we're heading through oh yeah this is <clears throat> this is in Stockholm by the way and so there's a lot of islands and so we were heading through um the Swedish um what's it called Stockholm's land. I don't know what it's called in English, but um, yeah, basically we were heading into the ocean. It wasn't really, yeah, it's an ocean. And so the wind, like I said, the wind is completely dead. There, it's so sunny outside, which was great, honestly. <laughs> and we would all take turns changing on which person would steer the boat. Wait one sec. You know, which person would steer the boat and who would be, um, guest. I, I honestly have no idea what all these terms are called in English because I took this entire sailing camp in Swedish. And so, yeah, so the people basically, I'm not even going to attempt to explain this whole thing because it's just going to be confusing and complicated. Long story short, we took turns, um, as to who was going to steer the boat. Um, while... One person was steering the boat, the others would just chill, we would tan. I remember when I wasn't steering, I would lay on the side of the boat. Um, keep in mind, this boat is tiny, there was not a lot of room to lie on the side of the boat. So I had a high risk of falling off, <laughs> um, but it didn't really matter, we were all good swimmers. And... 
So we're all just tanning. I'm lying on the side of the boat, <laughs> hoping that a wave is not going to push me over. And we're just chilling. Um, also, I would like to add, we were not allowed to have our phones for the three weeks that we were there. We were allowed to contact our parents, I think, once a week. And that was for like an hour. But otherwise, we were not allowed to have our phones. So we had to basically spend time doing other things like for example we <laughs> i remember at the beginning we were like singing for a solid two hours it was so much fun like we're, we were all so horrible at singing <laughs> but still like we were singing for literally two hours we were probably annoying every other boat there we were just telling a bunch of stories just like such a wholesome time you know and so time goes by, we're still sailing, it's still boiling hot outside, but there's still a little bit of wind. So we were getting somewhere, you know? And also, keep in mind, I know this is a bit TMI, but if you wanted to go to the bathroom, you either hold that shit in, or, literally, no pun intended, <laughs> you either hold it in, or you have to pee off of the side of the boat. Like, <laughs> that's what you have to do. You gotta do what you gotta do, you know? And we had this rule that if you need to go to the bathroom in order for, like, no one else to see you, you would have to turn the boat around, go behind everyone else, and then go to the bathroom. Um, so, yeah, that's what we had to do. Um, when we sailed across the channel, we got to our lunch location which was at an island this was the only time we were allowed to get off of the boat oh no this was the first time we were allowed to get off the boat we were allowed to get off the boat two times once then which was like in the afternoon and then once literally at 12 o'clock at night i'm not even joking and so we finally got to our lunch spot we all tie up our boats behind each other we're chilling there the the camp leaders they come around with our lunches which was um, a, I, I don't know what it's called in English, what the hell, Rakmaka, <laughs> for all you Swedish people out there, it's, um, uh, fucking hell, what's it called, Rakmaka, hey Siri, what is Rakmaka in English? I can't translate it from Swedish yet, but I can search after it on the internet. Search, then? Wait, one sec. Siri is helping me. <laughs> um, Rakmacka. Fan heter det? Vad fan heter det? What's Rakmacka? Translate. Um, okay, guys, give me a second. Um, um, um. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Rakmacka. Shrimp sandwich. Oh my god, why did it take me literally two minutes to get that? Shrimp sandwich. We got a shrimp sandwich. Um, tasted great. We also got like a little goodie bag with a few treats in there. Some candy and stuff. Um, the other boats were smart enough to bring their own candy, but we didn't think of that. My dog is literally like going bonkers outside of my window, but it's okay. So yeah, that was our first stop. We the Only the girls were allowed to go to the bathroom because the guys have it a bit easier when they need to go to the bathroom. They don't need to like do the whole process that us girls have to do to go to the bathroom on the boat. So only girls were allowed to 
go on the boat onto an island to go to the bathroom but then we soon realized that that was just not an island that didn't belong to anybody it was actually someone's backyard and i think 20 girls went to go and piss in someone's backyard which is not a good thing and i think we got a complaint but you know they gotta live with it <laughs> and so then we chill out in the boat for a while we tie off and then we set sail again and we continue and this is where the journey gets a little bit more interesting now this is it started to get like later at night and or not not night this the sun was going down it was like golden hour i think it was like six o'clock no not even that like seven o'clock ish and um the the wind completely died <laughs> like there was no wind not a single little knot of wind nothing it was completely gone and it was so it was completely wind still the sun was beaming down i was tanning my ass off like i took off my life jacket which this is like the biggest rule that you're not allowed to break you're not allowed to take your life jacket off and you're not allowed to put any body parts into the water and we broke all of those rules we broke possibly every single sailing rule that existed <laughs> at that camp we i at least i took my life jacket off i was tanning i was sitting at the very front of the boat which you're not allowed to do either um and then we were like you know what or at least me and one of my friends in the boat we were like you know what it's getting really warm and we cannot handle this anymore luckily i had my swimsuit on underneath my um clothes so me and my friend she did not have a swimsuit on by the way she was wearing her underwear and a bra. So we took our clothes off while my other two friends were <laughs> maneuvering the boat. Which there was no maneuvering because we were standing completely still. Um, so we first I um, risked it and I jumped in the water. <laughs> and so you couldn't like basically like jump in and then like let go and then it would be easy to come back up no 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 because these boats were made out of plastic so it was really slip we're not plastic but it was not like yeah it, it, i don't know what it, what the material was called i'm not an engineer i swear to god if my dad listens to this podcast he's gonna cringe so hard because he's like what the hell is this girl talking about but yeah so basically the material of this boat is very slippery once it's wet and the sides of the boat are kind of like tilted downwards so yeah it wasn't really an easy task getting back up so i like jumped down into the water still holding onto the boat and then i kind of like pulled myself back up and then my friend did the same thing but she only jumped in once i decided to go back in another time but then at this point the boat was really slippery so i barely got back up and i had to have my friend help me pull me up because otherwise i would have gotten stuck in the water and I remember afterwards, after the sale, <laughs> our other friends on the other boats, they were like, did you guys jump in the water? And we were like, yep. And they were like, yeah, I think everyone could see that you could that you like jumped in the water. And we're like, yeah, well, it's not fair that the freaking leaders get to jump in the water and have fun while we get to cook alive on these boats, you know? So, yeah, we jumped into the water. We both took our life jackets off. Um basically broke every single rule in the book 
And then we continued on with our day, and we were very nicely refreshed. And at this point, nobody was getting anywhere. So the leaders were like, okay, fine, we have to do something about this. So they had, so we had to basically get um, pulled by the motorboat, because there is always two motorboats. There, no, there's always three. There's a really, really small speedboat that can basically fit two people. This was basically just to, in case someone needed help or just to just check on all the students, they could like zoom past everyone really quickly. Then there was um, the second motorboat, which was like the medium sized. It was the most high tech out of all of them. And this was usually what was used to like get the students from their boats to the big boat. It's like a big wooden boat. It's called, it's like a really big um, wooden boat that's hollow. And it's basically only used to like seat people. Like it's not used for really anything else. And so you could fit like 20 people on that boat. Um, so yeah, and it wasn't, there weren't any seats or anything. You just had to sit on the floor. And that's usually where all the bags would be and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, so they would use the, like, medium-sized boat to transport all the students into, like, the really big boat. And so they basically had to, um, we had to put our sails down, and then they would tie us up to the biggest boat, the wooden one. And then, um, all the other boats would be tied behind us, and they had to pull us because we weren't getting anywhere, because the wind was completely gone. And so, we were the very first boat, and I remember, we were like, oh yeah, first boat, fun. Yeah, not until we had to wait for 20 other boats to be tied up behind us, which was such a pain in the ass, because there were mosquitoes everywhere, because the wind had completely died, so the mosquitoes were everywhere. We were literally getting eaten alive. And then finally all the boats got tied up. And it was such a beautiful sunset. I will never forget it. It was so gorgeous. And we were all just chilling. Like everyone was talking to each other because all the boats were tied up together. So we could talk to each other really easily. And we were dragged. (laughs) Dragged? We were um, basically driven to this island. And um, at this point, it was completely dark. It was probably like 11.30, 12-ish. Because during summer, the sun sets really late in Sweden. There's more light than there is night in Sweden during the summer. So it was really, really late. And so we got to eat. This was the first time we were like on an island for a long period of time during that entire day. We were all completely exhausted, and I remember it was a a blood moon that day. So we were all just sitting on the side of the mountain, or not a mountain, but like a stone. Oh my god, I literally have forgotten my English. Uh, What the fuck is it called? Ferry in English. Yeah. A mountain or like a steep hill that was made out of rocks. If uh, so, basically, yeah, 
I don't know how to explain. Basically, all the islands in Sweden are made out of stones. So we were sitting on like a stone hill by the water. And it was completely dark. We were watching the stars. I remember it was so relaxing. We finally got to change out like to warm clothes. And um, we were just watching the moon. And it was so relaxing. We were eating our hot dogs. Oh, it was so relaxing and then it was time to go back and I remember they wouldn't put us in our sailing boats to go back home. They would transport us one by one in this medium-sized um, um, speedboat. And so they would take like groups of seven, maximum ten I think at a time. No, it was groups of seven I think because it took a really long time. And my group and I, we were one of the last people. So we were standing at the back of the line. I remember my friend and I were so exhausted because we did a lot of work during that day, like with the boat and stuff. And so we lay down on the hill and we fell asleep, literally. We were like, we're so exhausted. We're just going to sleep here until it's our turn to go back home. So we fell asleep on the hill. I, I don't know how long how long we were passed out for, but we were asleep literally on rock. And then we were woken up and it was time to go back and it was completely dark. I remember I almost fell asleep on the boat, um, which I couldn't do because I would have literally fallen into the water because we were sitting on the side of the boat. And yeah, that's how that day ended. We went back home. I fell asleep. I've never slept that good in my entire life. Yeah, it was fun and then there was this one time it was one of the last days of the sailing camp we had a sailing race and once again this was all like everyone was sailing that day and the conditions were so 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 rough today that day it was more than the boats could handle which you're gonna see later in the story and that day, it was more than that. It was so much wind. Like, it was so rough. The seas were so rough. There were so many waves. But it was so much fun. Like, the conditions were really fun. And my group was a lot of fun as well. Um, so we were racing. And my group, we didn't really have sailing race experience. So we didn't get placed that well. But it was still a lot of fun. Like, the adrenaline was unbelievable. And so, first round goes by well, we all take turns switching on who's um, um, steering the boat. And I remember I had so much adrenaline, we were all just like giving orders to each other, like it, the, the tension was so high because everyone just wanted to win, because like, and everyone just, yeah, everyone just wanted to do their best. And so, we get to the last round before lunch and the wind had picked up so much like it was the roughest point of the day and at that point i think five boats had capsized and if you don't know what capsizing is it's basically when the entire boat flips over um so five boats had flipped over or probably more i'm 100 sure that it's more but i can't remember exactly how many boats there were that capsized and so <clears throat> a lot of boats had capsized and keep in mind we were trained so we know exactly what to do in that situation it's not like 
we're helpless and we don't know what to do. We know what to do in that situation. And we know how to handle these conditions and stuff. So it's not like they just put us out there and just let us do whatever. Because at some point, everybody capsizes. Like a sailor capsizes at some point. Now, capsizing does not really happen with big boats. Just because they're the, like um, they're built to not capsize. And they physically cannot capsize unless you literally flip them over. Um... And so, at, it was the round before lunch, and the, like I said, the conditions were so rough, and um, I can't remember exactly, it was, during, we or I was steering, and we were turning around one corner, and there was this gust of wind that just completely tilted the boat, and I remember nobody really had the instinct of letting go of the sails for some reason i mean it happened in like two seconds this whole thing so i remember i started letting go of the sails but then it was too late um the entire boat had flipped over by then my friend was stuck underneath the boat i don't know how she managed to get out of that situation but she was underneath the boat she managed to get out of that um, the other guy that was in the boat with me, his leg cramped up, so nobody could really do anything, because my friend was under the boat, this guy's leg cramped up, so, uh, we all had our clothes on, we had rain clothes on, we had a rain jacket, we had, um, boots, and we had rain pants, so we were really weighed down, and so I did everything we were taught, um, I took the rope from the front of the boat, I pulled it through the wire that um, holds up the sail, and then I threw the rope over the boat, swam to the other side, and then I can't really remember what happened exactly, but I think I was the only one, and I managed to get the entire boat to flip back around, and then we got back on, or did we get back on? Yeah, we got back on. But our um, steer steering wheel, it's not called a steering wheel. Ruder, I don't know what it's called in English. The, the thing that you steer with. It had come apart, so we had to put that back together. The front sail, um, the stoppers were broken as well. I don't know what all these terms are called in English. So like... Yeah, just deal with me. The The front stoppers were broken. And so we couldn't really do anything. We had to just wait until um, the boat, one of the motorboats came and picked us up. And they took us to our big boat. And this is why we pack bags with us in case this happens. So luckily I'd packed with me extra clothes. But I only have one pair of... Um, sailing clothes like a uh, rain pants and a rain jacket like sailing pants and a sailing jacket and so i had to put on um luckily i put um sweatpants and a hoodie in my bag but that was not warm enough like it was freezing that day and so i had to put on my wet shoes i had to put on my wet life jacket and my wet underwear, everything, and just go back onto the boat. And we had to, luckily, like I said, this was before lunch, so we didn't have 
that long until we had to go back on land. So we just, we were one of the first people to um, tie up our boat, luckily. And then we went off to lunch and I remember everybody protested. Nobody wanted to go back and sail after lunch because 90% of the boats had capsized at that point. I think there were only like one or two boats that hadn't capsized. And so everyone was just sick of it. Everyone was like, we're so exhausted. We're so tired. We're wet. We're cold. We just want to go back. Like, why do we have to sail? We've already sailed like four rounds at this point. But they made us do it anyway. And I mean, it was a good thing because like it's a good experience. But we were all so exhausted at that point. So it was just good to get back. Wow, this podcast is much longer than it usually is, but yeah, so that was that day. (laughs) I have so many more stories to tell about that sailing camp, but I just don't know if I should because then this podcast will be really long. So I might just add this, add the other stories into um, another podcast. So yeah, thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I hope um, I wasn't rambling on too much. And I hope you enjoy your day or evening or night, morning, whenever you're listening to this. And thank you so much for listening to 100% Life. Bye.